This is Melissa K. Norris with Pioneering Today. Do you want to eat healthier and does the thought of making everything from scratch make you break out in hives? I totally know how hard it can be to revamp your pantry and serve only homemade from scratch wholesome foods that everyone, including your kids, who are the pickiest in my family, will eat. And I'm a huge advocate of growing it and cooking it yourself, but there are only so many hours in a day. I get it. I so get it. So for those of you who are like, I just can't do this all on my own, you're going to love this episode. So these are my eight healthier processed food picks that also will double as food storage for those of you who are into being prepared and for survivalism. So I can't wait to get started with you. And this might seem a bit contradictory to what I usually talk about because my main focus and goal is to make um, everything that you can yourself at home um, and, you know, to grow everything um, that we can as much as possible at home, you know, raise raise our own um, food and that kind of a thing. So it might seem kind of funny that I'm going to be actually recommending some um, processed food versions, but not what you would typically think of. Um, But I realize that when you're first starting out in a real foods diet, um, or trying to switch over your what what you normally eat over to whole foods, traditional type um, diet, and that kind of a thing, it can kind of seem overwhelming. I hear from a lot of people like, I want to eat healthier, but I just don't know where to start. Or I don't know how to do it all. I don't have the time. I'm just, you know, it just is very overwhelming. So That's kind of where I want to come in today, because if you're not used to cooking every single thing from scratch at home, or if you're really super busy, you might not have the time. I don't even have the time to cook everything, make everything at home um, the way that I would like to. So, you know, there's still some pastas that I use. I sometimes I do make homemade pasta. Um, You know, it kind of depends on the day of the week and, and what we're making. But so I wanted to talk for this to be the people who is just starting out or you feel really time crunched or you're just not sure where to go. This is going to be the episode for you. Um, so I want to talk first is when you're looking at foods, if you're going to be buying um, versions of food in the store instead of making it completely from scratch at home, I really wanted we need to talk about labels. So the biggest thing that you can do when you're purchasing your food is to read the labels. So obviously things like Um, vegetables, fruits, and meat, they don't even, a lot of them don't even have a label. Um, They are what they are. There's nothing added to them. So those are going to be our best, most healthiest options, Um, you know, is organic fruits and vegetables, um, and then preferably organic and grass-fed meat. We happen to raise our own grass-fed beef, so I don't buy beef in the store. We do purchase um, chicken in the store, so I always look for organic chicken when we're, when we're buying chicken. Um, and then we're actually going to be getting pigs this spring and raising pigs through spring and summer. So we'll have our own pork, uh, you know, bacon and ham, that kind of a thing this year. So we won't be buying that from the store anymore. But until then, we do. So you always just really want to check over your packaging and, and when possible to buy grass-fed and, and organic. Um, so that those labels are the only labels I look for in reference to my fruits and vegetables and my meats. Um, but for the rest of the products that you're going to be buying, you really want to be able to read the labels please, please read the labels because a lot of packaging and company will say natural on it when in fact it's really not. Um, You know, they'll put made from natural fruit juice, 
well, some of it might have some natural fruit juice in it, but they've also added a lot of things. Some of the biggies that you'd be surprised is you'll see um, high fructose corn syrup in a lot, a lot, a lot of products, and you'll be really surprised. Um, you know, ketchups. It's in a lot of things that you wouldn't even think would need added sweetener. You wouldn't expect, and you'll see it, you know, kind of popped in there. Um, and then, of course, food dyes. You know, you'll see red number, oh, goodness, I don't even know, red number two, red number four, blue, lots of different um, food dyes. And a lot of children, actually, who suffer from ADHD, um, attention deficit disorder, the parents have found that food dye plays a huge part in this. Um, it seems to disrupt everything. So they found with these kids, when you eliminate the food dye from their diet, that they're really able to focus and they see a remarkable change and improvement. So you really want to be checking those labels. And I, I talked some about this when we just were discussing um, in a previous episode on how to avoid genetically modified foods or GMO in your diet and why. So if you want to um, check out that more in depth, you can go to melissakaynorris.com and you can click on the podcast button. Um, and then every single episode we've done is on there and you can listen to that in the archives. So that's a resource for you. you can go back as I'll mention things that we've talked about in previous episodes. So one of the things um, that, you know, you really want to look for on the labels when you're trying to eat healthier with the processed foods, of course, is food dye. So I try not to purchase anything that has regular food dye in it. Um, some of the processed things that I do purchase that have um, some kind of coloring in it would be things that say, you know, colored with um, beet beet extract, beets, um, or um, Aneto coloring, which is a, a natural food coloring, food dye type thing. So no, you know, like FDC number, you see a number, anything with food dye coloring, then that's something that I try to stay really far away from. Caramel coloring, um, too. You'll see caramel coloring added to a lot of things like bread, and the caramel coloring, um, and I will post some references, links to this on my website. So anything you hear me talking about, or I say I'm going to have a reference, um, hit that podcast button on melissaknorris.com, bring up the podcast episode, and then I'll have a resource section below with links to a lot of the different things that I'm talking about. So caramel coloring, which is used um, in breads, actually, a lot of different products, has been linked to um, having some cancer-causing properties. So I will link to those studies for you in there as well. So anything with a food coloring, try to stay away from unless it says, you know, from beets um, or some the different, you know, turmeric, different um spices and herbs, vegetables, that kind of a thing. Those dyes are, are totally fine. Um, but one, the biggie that I want to talk about today to really look out for is high fructose corn syrup. Um, not only is high fructose corn syrup made uh, from genetically modified corn, one of our hugest genetically modified crops in the U.S., um, but the body does not process it the same as even regular sugar, which there's a huge kind of misconception that the the media and the corn um, growers are really trying to push. So high fructose corn syrup and cane sugar are not biochemically identical and they're not processed the same way in the body. Um, high fructose corn syrup is made in a lab and it's not natural or a naturally occurring substance. Um, so regular cane sugar, which is sucrose, so if you see sucrose on a label, that's regular cane sugar. Uh, it's made of two sugar molecules glucose and fructose in equal amounts so and then it is that's how it's absorbed into the body but high fructose corn syrup it does have glucose and fructose in it but it's not in the even 50 50 ratio so it's a 55 45 fructose to glucose ratio 
um, fructose is sweeter than glucose, so that's why a lot of um, companies use it because it, they don't have to use as much to get the same sweet taste. Um, and it's a lot cheaper because there's a government farm bill um, for corn subsidies. So they get extra help from the government to use high fructose corn syrup. Um, so this, when you saw the average sodas went from the 8 ounce to the 20 ounce and it didn't really cost the manufacturers that much more, uh, that's why. Um, so, and this is all, and I will link to this. This is um, written by a doctor, actually, drhyman.com. And I will put the link in the resource section there for you on uh, this show's episode on melissacanorris.com. So the chemical bond between them in the high fructose corn syrup um, is you don't have to have any digestion doesn't require. So it doesn't have to go through our stomach and our digestive system. It's just rapidly absorbed into the bloodstream. So the fructose portion of it goes right to the liver. Um, if you ever heard the term um, fatty liver, if you ever know anybody that has fatty liver um, or liver damage, they're saying that um, the fructose, the high fructose from the corn syrup is causing um, a lot of this, is a major cause of the liver damage in the United States. Um, it also really spikes um, the insulin in our body. So, of course, we know diabetes seems to be on the rise and that kind of a thing. So this is for one of them. Um, and then the other, one of the other big important things um, about this is the high fructose corn syrup, when it's in the gut, can actually punch little holes in your lining. So then the bad bacteria that is supposed to stay contained in our intestines actually passes through into our bloodstream. And then the high fructose corn syrup has contaminants in it, and it's not regulated or measured by the FDA, um, including mercury. And so um, this was really interesting. An FDA researcher asked corn producers to ship a barrel of the high fructose corn syrup to test it, um, and they wouldn't give it to her. <laughs> so then she um, asked them that told them that she was trying to create a new soft drink. And so then they shipped her a barrel right away. And so then she tested it and she found that it had high toxic levels of mercury in it. Um, and then the other thing is, um, you know, for as far as our, our sugar intake um, back, you know, way back when, <laughs> before we had all the, the modern food, um, the average yearly consumption of sugar, yearly consumption of sugar for a human, um, of course, we're talking thousands of years ago, was 17 grams of sugar a year. And now you can look at a bottle of soda pop and it has almost the same equivalent of sugar in it in one 20 ounce bottle of soda that we used to consume in a year. So Sugar, especially high fructose corn syrup, is something that we should always be having, obviously sugar in moderation, but no high fructose corn syrup at all. So that is my biggest thing is I look for in labels. And if it has um, high fructose corn syrup in it, then I don't purchase it and it doesn't go into our home or into our bodies. Um, when we're looking for to have a healthier diet, keeping looking at our labels, knowing the ingredients that are listed in, in the labels on food is going to be your, your first natural defense and your first turnaround to purchasing healthy food for your family. So as far as healthier processed food goes, um, you know, some of the biggies that my kids that we used to eat before I, I really started investigating our food, what was in it and 
completely turning around our entire um, diet is, of course, and everybody probably knows, is macaroni and cheese. I mean, as a kid, you love macaroni and cheese. Um, and Kraft does a great job of marketing that to children. <laughs> if you watch any kind of television, you know, they're always talking about cheese, the blue box, that kind of a thing. So when we first started, um, and of course, you can make a macaroni and cheese from scratch at home, which is um, delicious, yum. But if you're pressed for time, or you don't have a happen to have a whole bunch of cheese on hand, or you know milk at home to make it at home, you might not have the ingredients. So I still like to buy some boxes of macaroni and cheese um, for when I'm in a hurry and need something extra for the kids, or if they're going somewhere, um, you know if they're going down to my, to my parents or they're going to be staying somewhere, I'll often send a box of the macaroni and cheese for them to have as a snack. But I don't buy the regular craft or the generic craft brands of macaroni and cheese anymore. Um, one, it has a lot of chemicals in it. Um, some of the chemicals are actually banned in other countries that are in the macaroni and cheese. Um, and it has a lot of food dye in it. So we have found an awesome brand that I love. It is organic. I know, big surprise there, right? <laughs> so we love Annie's homemade organic products. Um, you can find them online. I'll link to some of the places online. Costco has started carrying them. Actually, I have to big, give Costco a big old shout out. Um, I was there last week on my monthly shopping trip. I try to buy groceries just once a month for our main um, shopping. And they now have um, on any product that's organic, it has a big green label. So you can just tell by you know looking at the labels as you're walking through. And if it's green, then it's organic. But they also had done, which was really cool, is they had six aisles of nothing but organic food in six short aisles. So you could walk through all that and it was all organic. And so I was really excited to see that they're really bringing in a lot more organic products. And they actually, this is the first time I've seen it there, but they are carrying the Annie's homemade organic, excuse me, um, homegrown, not homemade, Annie's homegrown organic products there. And so they had a big pack of 12 boxes of the three different flavors of the macaroni and cheese um, in a big pack. And so it ended up equaling out to like a dollar, I think a dollar 20 per pack. And then I'll also watch it. It'll, it comes on sale about once every three months um, to at our, at the other um, grocery stores that we shop. And so whenever I see it come on, it'll be like a, um, 10 for 10 sale type deal, then I'll usually buy 10 and then that lasts us until it comes on sale again. But one of the reasons that I really like the, that is when it, it's all organic, there's no weird ingredients in it, completely um, natural. They use the netto for the, for the food coloring, which is natural food source. Um, and But my kid, especially my son, is a super picky eater. And so some of the things I've struggled with switching us over to a natural whole foods version because he, um, you know, my daughter's four. And so we've been living this lifestyle pretty much since she was born shortly thereafter. So she's developed a taste for just what would, you know, the normal things, the organic, um, whole foods versions of things that we have. But my son, unfortunately, I didn't always, um, do this. <laughs> so his taste buds are a little bit different. He's used to the, the more, the, the processed, um, stuff, but he loves the Annie's homegrown organic macaroni and cheese products. So he couldn't tell any difference. If anything, he actually liked them better. So that was huge for me because this was something I knew that he would eat and wouldn't fuss about that I was changing <laughs> to a healthier version. So that would be one of my first recommendations if you're looking for something healthier, and especially if you have kids or you love mac and cheese, is swap out to the Annie's Organic um, Homegrown Pasta line. They also have um, 
um, oh, Teddy, you know, Teddy Grahams, anybody remember Teddy Grahams, they're little ground cracker, teddy bear shaped things. Well, they have a bunny line of those that's organic with healthy ingredients in it. Um, and they have a chocolate version, which is really good. And they have a, a regular graham version. And then they have um, like a cheddar snack mix as well. So they have a, a line of um, things and it's, it's all organic with, you know, good nutritional ingredients. If you're looking for, you know, to replace those out, those would be my first recommendations. And one of the things I like about storing macaroni and cheese is all it takes is water and a tiny bit of milk um, to make. And so when you're looking at things as far as food storage and from a prepper standpoint, that's something really great to have if the power goes out or you can't get to the grocery store is you've got some food like that. All you need is a heat source, some water, and then a small amount of milk. You could even use um, powdered milk and, and reconstitute it, that kind of a thing, or, you know, or strict butter. So that's one of the reasons I also like just to keep some of these things on hand is because they have a really good shelf life. And I know that I've got items for my food storage. Um, and then another thing that we use um, that I don't always make from scratch, um, usually for breakfast, you know, we do things like sourdough pancakes. We have chickens, so we, we do a lot of eggs, that kind of a thing. But my kids still like to have cold cereal every now and then. So there's a few things of cold cereal I keep on hand. And two of the brands that I actually like the most, and you'll find um, in our houses, one is um, Cascadian Farms, which is local to where I live. The home farm was first started. Um, and so I love being able to support that. And so Cascadian Farm Organic Cereal, um, they're Honey Nut Cheerios. Um, my kids can't taste a difference at all from the regular Cheerios. Um, and it's all organic, good ingredients. And then they also have a fruit um, variation of the Honey Nut Cheerios. So again, no weird food dyes in it. And it's not packed with sugar like regular cold cereal. It's just loaded, loaded with sugar. And there's very little nutrient value to it. So um I also like that. And then for people who need to be or are practicing gluten-free, another one that I, um, cereal that I found that my kids really like is the Nature Path Organics. And it's their, specifically their Enviro Kids line. It's actually made up in Blaine, Washington, which is in my home state. So I like that again as well. But it's, um, it's non-GMO certified. So it means it's certified that there's not genetically modified ingredients in it. Ooh, ooh, love that. And it also is organic. And it's certified gluten-free. And they have um, a chocolate and peanut butter one that's super good. And then they also have one that's similar to Cocoa Krispies, but it's a chocolate version. And again, they're not quite as sweet, but my kids love them. I mean, they ask for it like, oh, mom, how that can we get that again? So these are items where that you're looking to provide healthier food for your families, can't necessarily make from scratch, or you're slowly moving kids over um, who have a harder time understanding why we do things, even if there's a health reason, because their kids. So these are some of the brands and the products that um, we have switched over to and my kids really enjoy. And then another thing is I don't buy canned condensed soup anymore. Um, we make soups. Um, I'll link to some of my soups online that we make um, in the in the slow cooker, in the crock pot, that kind of a thing. And soups can be really frugal to make and they stretch. Um, you know, you can get several meals out of them. So they're a great way to go. However, there are some times when I need to run out the door to work um, and I haven't been smart and pre-planned <laughs> and prepped my lunch. Um, and so I like to buy, that's organic, big surprise here, right? Um, it's the Pacific and Imagine brand. And I love to get them. And usually I can get them on sale and it's about $2.50. So if you go out for lunch anywhere, it's really hard to get a huge bowl of soup or two servings actually per 
um, carton. So it's not in a can. So you don't have to worry about the BPA lining, which is what I love. And it's completely shelf stable. So, and you don't add water because it's not condensed. So as far as a prepper um, survival food storage situation goes, they're perfect. All you have to do is open them and heat them. And they're not heavy because they're in a carton. They're not in a can. So even if you were, you know, taking, going on a hike, you know, going on a camping trip, um, that kind of a thing, you could take that with you and then you would just have to have a fire and be able to heat them up. So those are some of my um, favorite processed, healthier processed versions. And of course, um, you know, homegrown and homemade is best, but we always don't have those options. So those are my recommendations. And then, oh, I also have, um, which I'll link to is, because sometimes we just want some sweet stuff. (laughs) And um, so I found it's called Dandy's GMO and Dairy-Free marshmallows and they are really good like I think they're better than the regular version that's full of sugar and corn syrup from the store so we we purchase those when we want to use marshmallows and then um, for chocolate chips you know go with the organic um, because those again have some genetically modified ingredients in them specifically the soy Um, or I found a and I'll link to it in the resource page too on this is a GMO free and dairy-free and gluten-free chocolate chip. And it's semi-sweet dark chocolate chips. And they are super good, like really good. So I'll link to those resources. So those would be things that are great for your food storage. Um, great to have on hand, and especially when you're busy. And they really are good and tasty. And they help you ease into or bridge the gap when you're switching to a real healthy, whole foods, traditional foods type diet. So thank you for tuning in. This is Melissa K. Norris pioneering today with KSVU 90.1 FM Community Radio.